Hello and welcome to the Aquarium Dilemmas podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, Science Gal Aquatics, and today my co-host is... Jesse, and welcome to another exciting dilemma. We've went over a lot of different things, mm -hmm. from tank size, substrate, filtration, cycling a tank, and kind of mm -hmm. why we do it. It's and been fun talking about all the different things, and we've done a pretty good job, I feel like. <laughs> well, and now we're going to step to the very last uh -huh. basic step of water change mm -hmm. and why it's important and just hit on a few little mini mm -hmm. topics of why we do it, why it's important for our fish, mm -hmm. and some of the easiest, simplest ways to do it. Yes, and there's a lot of different ways, and I feel like I've done... A few different ways of water changing my aquariums over the years, but it was one of those things when I first started off. I, I water changed. I did. Like I've said in the past, it was sporadic. There was no routine with it, but I did water change, but I had not a clue why. I just was told that's what you did. So that's what I did. And I did not understand the importance in everything that came with water changing that's really important to know. And the process, taking water out and putting water in, is not complicated. But the reason of why we do water changes in the fish hobby, the aquarium hobby, is important to understand the reasons why, not just do water changes to do water changes. And I still don't know everything, but I feel like it's important to share what I know and what I've picked up along the way. And the if, mistakes I've done over the years. If you're new to the channel, you can go back and check out our episode on cycling a uh -huh. tank, which will yes. tie into why you're water changing. Mm -hmm. And it will link everything together, kind of make a little more sense completely yes. to you. We'll touch on a little bit of it, mm -hmm. but we're going to stay more to what we're doing with the water change and the related topic of how it's helping helping the cycling of the tank. Yeah, it's helping in a way, but I feel like at this point you've got your, hopefully you've got your tank established. It's been running for a while. You've got your bacteria and everything built up. You've let your fish acclimate. You've had them for a little bit. Now it's time to maybe do your first water change or maybe you've done water changes and you don't really know why, or maybe it's just a refresh refresh but when it comes down to it to get to the point i guess the whole reason why you need to water change comes to taking the bad things out of the water to put it pretty basically but the nitrates are what with it the ra because <laughs> I, I i don't pronounce them where probably you can tell the difference but that's the main reason why you need to water change and you don't have to just, there's not like a one time a week, Monday at five o'clock, I'm going to water change all my tanks and everything's going to be happy. Like there's a little bit more to it, but when it comes, basically there's things that build up that's bad in your water. And the only way you can get them out is through water changing Correct. to put it very simply. <laughs> yes. So first off, let's go with what you're going to need to have the simplest way to do a water change. You're brand new to the hobby. Mm -hmm. You've got your aquarium and it came with the filter and the kit and all that good stuff. Well, mm -hmm. what am I going to need to do the easiest water change I can do? 
Well, and that comes down to each individual person. I think what works easiest for me might not work easiest for somebody else, but I've made some mistakes through the years that wasn't mistakes that was bad. It just cost me a lot of time, energy, and effort to carry buckets and to get... I had like one gallon drinking water containers that I would fill up one at a time and I would take whatever bucket I had, whether it was a one gallon or a five gallon bucket, and I'd drain out the water and then I would put water back in one gallon at a time. And sometimes I would take it right out of the sink and I would dump it right in. Sometimes I would let it sit overnight, but there's easier ways to do it, but that's not a wrong way if that works for you. It's just, it's more time consuming and it would take me, as I got more tanks, it would take me, because I water changed like this for a very long time. It wasn't until recently in the last handful, probably three years that I've upgraded my system, but I have more tanks now too. But I would drain it with an aquarium siphon or an aquarium vac or some kind of Aquarium, aquarium siphon. That that's mm-hmm. that's one. That's why a bucket is a fish keeper's best friend. I, I'm bucket. gonna go. I'm gonna go. You went way over. I'm talking for the person who got one fish tank. Well, one fish tank. It doesn't matter if you have one fish tank or a lot of fish tanks. You still need. I feel like you need an aquarium vac, a gap like a bucket, and then whichever way you decide. You there's a couple different ways various ways that you could put the water back in. But usually when you're water changing, that's when you kind of scrape some of the algae too. And I've tried different things through the years, but I like an aquarium type sponge and a razor blade to get the algae off the front of my glass. But for just basic tools to get the water out, an aquarium back in a bucket. There you go. But, and also, there's tricks to starting those siphons. And I still, to this day, after all these years keeping fish, <laughs> I still can't correctly <laughs> start an aquarium vac the correct way. But however you wish to start that aquarium vac is it's the right way. <laughs> and, and what we're doing with this water change, uh-huh. <clears throat> the simplest way, you got your siphon. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a five-gallon bucket. We're going to take out a certain percentage of water. Mm-hmm. And that is all dependent on size of the tank, what's in the tank, mm-hmm. and the bio load of that tank, mm-hmm. whether it's planted or whether it's just There's got... a lot of factors that comes down to it. But the main thing is, if there is excess waste, be it food fish poop, whatever, excess Mm -hmm. things that are biodegrading at the bottom of the tank, that is what you're probably going to be siphoning out to start Mm -hmm. with. And then, obviously, the byproduct of Mm -hmm. that is you're taking out water as well, Mm -hmm. which taking out a certain amount of that water is good because, as Carrie said, you're taking out the nitrates Mm -hmm. that have been building up in that tank from the fish. You're, yes. In the previous episode, we've already talked about cycling it. So you're, you got the good bacteria. It's breaking the ammonia down, turning it into nitrite. Then you got the bacteria that's breaking that down and turning it into nitrate. Mm-hmm. Well, the nitrate's going to stay in that tank. Yes. The only way to get rid of it is to water change it out. Yes. And it is less toxic than 
ammonia in the night. The, <laughs> I never, I, I will never get, pronounce them right, but the ammonia in the night, say it, Jesse. Nitrite. Yes, that one. I, they I, are I, more. I they are a. more. To- yes, they are more toxic, definitely. And the nitrate is. It's still something you don't want to build up in your tank by any means. But the fish, if you have five parts per million in your tank, that's going to, they're going to be probably for the most part okay. There's always exceptions to the rule and there's some fish that are more sensitive. But when you're getting up to the 20 parts per million, that's when it's probably going to start being more damaging to your fish and you're going to want to do water changes to get that out. But that's what that's why testing your water especially in the beginning is so important because you don't you can't eyeball that and know what that level is to know if you're going to need a water change. But that's usually there's always like I said there's always exceptions to the rule if you have a sick fish or a cloudy water. There's always exceptions that you might need to water change. That's not on your regular schedule that you have been performing. There's always special reasons. And water changes, honestly, is that's your first go-to step. If you notice something going haywire or a little bit off in your tank, that's that's your first step to <laughs> do a water change. But each tank, whether you have one tank or you have a fish room like I do, each tank, whether they're across the fish room or rec- right next to each other, they could be set up the same with the same fish. They're still going to be different. And that's why testing is so important so you can see what that level is. Because some tanks, like Jesse said, if you have a planted tank and those plants are working with you to help kind of cycle some of that out and use it as food for the plants, then that's working with you and you don't have so much levels building up because you have something in there helping. But if you do not have a planted tank, it's going to build up really quick. So those tanks are going to have to be on a different water changing schedule and even different amounts of water. No two tanks. You can't, and I'm guilty of this, I will take 10 to 20% out of every single tank and assume it's good. And that's, I water changed it. And I even fall guilty into that. I'm not testing like I should. I eyeball my water changes and I'm like, that's, that, I feel like that's enough. They're doing good. But that's why testing is so important until you do get a fill of that one particular tank or your fish room of tank. Each tank is so drastically different and they react different. And each bio load of your fish is different. So, that's why you always hear test your water, test your water, because it is so important because that's the only way, whether you have a master test kit or I personally like to use the strips because they're easier. But as long as you have a way to test that level to know when you need to water change. Yep. So you have a a, a ballpark of what you're going at. Mm-hmm. And going back to that with the plants and everything, the plants at the same time, they mm-hmm. are enjoying that that nitrate they're enjoying that fish waste and mm-hmm. some of that but at the same time those mm-hmm. plants are also taking certain minerals mm-hmm. and things out of your water that your fish may actually like that mm-hmm. might be more beneficial for your fish so mm-hmm. a water change actually helps you in that aspect as well because yes. you're putting unless you're using ro water which is just distilled water and then you're remineralizing it Mm-hmm. which mm, there is a lot of aquarists out there that do that. Mm-hmm. but I just don't have any experience or know-how, or but they but seem to work well. <laughs> and, and that is very 
species specific, tank specific, and you have to know what you're doing. But for the average hobbyist, which I will say we are the average to above average hobbyist, (laughs) you're going to use your tap water, you're going to use a dechlorinator, Mm -hmm. and and everyone's tap water has a certain set of minerals in it. Some mm-hmm. of them have more calcium, some have less, some have a little bit. Your water will generally be a little higher in pH or a little lower in pH. Mm-hmm. And that all goes back to what Carrie was saying, Science Guy was saying, that test your water. And once you get that tank established, you've cycled it, you keep testing it, then further down the road, the eyeballing mm-hmm. can Come yeah. and go play. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's fish keepers out there that are very on it and test all the time, and they just do that. But I am, I am not. I test a lot more in the beginning, and if I see a problem, that's when I test. But I really do need to get back into the habit of testing more often because I do have some algae that, even though I don't hate it like I used to, it would help. It would help, but. I know also a big mistake that I made when I was learning about why we do water changes. I just assumed, too, let's say I have my 20-gallon or my 10-gallon tank, and like I'm doing my 10 to 30% water changes on it, and I just assumed when I did my whatever I chose to do water change, it was taking all of that out, but it's not. You still have, if you take 20% of your water out, you're still going to have some nitrates in the water. And so when you put that water back in there, it dilutes down, yes. But if you have a high reading, let's say, I don't know, making up a number, it's 50 parts per million, and you take 20% of that water out, it might be down to 30 30 parts per million and then you put water back in there and it will dilute but you still have some in there so if you're taking another reading another you know testing strip or another you get your master kit back out and you're still reading a little high maybe you should up your water change or do more water changes yeah maybe do two that week instead of one and once you get that lined out then You'll get to know that tank, and you'll know that I need to do 10% Monday. Yeah, Monday and Saturday. Or I need to do, if it's a cichlid tank, or you got a lot of plecos, and there's a high bio load, maybe you need to do 50%. You won't know truly, and the only way you're going to know is if you test your water and there's a lot of things that go in it like you said if you're overfeeding which a lot of us do we overfeed that's going to increase the need for a water change too because all of that's breaking down not all your fish ate all that food and that's breaking down and if you don't have plants and you have a high a pleco in there and it's always going to the bathroom that's going to be breaking down so there's a lot of different factors that influence how often and only you know with the tank you have but testing and kind of when you first do your if you're new and it's your first couple water changes on that tank then test it and you're gonna have a period where you're gonna you're gonna see a pattern and know okay I need to do a little bit more or I need to do a little bit less or like my 55 gallon guppy tank 
It's got low bile. It's got shrimp and guppies. It's heavily planted. So I don't have to do a water change once a week on that tank. It's okay if I do a 20%, a 10, 20% water change once a month. It's it's so depending. That's the reason it's important to get to know your fish, get to know your tank, test your tank, and really spend that time. And that's a great time to spend with your tank when you're water changing and kind of cleaning up and watching your fish and testing it. That's It's fun to interact with your tank then. You can see so much that maybe you would miss if you're not actively doing that. Yep, you can see in your substrate if there's mm-hmm. anything growing in there, like if you are starting to get some algae or mold, mm-hmm. anything that could be going wrong there, you can look at your plants. See if mm-hmm. if you've been leaving the light on too long, you've got some yellowing or they need pruned. Mm-hmm. If you have live plants and they need to be pruned back, mm-hmm. I know I'm big about not pruning my plants enough. <laughs> I need to prune them more. I was just so excited to get them to grow. Now we're learning how to, like, like you said, kind of... Prune them back. back. <laughs> I'm just so excited to like. Oh, they're they're just so fantastic. I love live plants, and I'm so glad I ventured into that because it's unbelievably helpful to have plants in your tank. Live plants in your tank. It's but so helpful. <laughs> back to the water change at hand, though. The other reason you're water changing is a lot of the stuff you cannot see you can't see the nitrate you can't see mm-hmm. the phosphates you can't see all that you can see the excess stuff that falls to the bottom mm-hmm. anything that's trying to biodegrade and break down inside that tank that you're going to want to get out and that's obvious mm-hmm. but you can't see inside the water column so testing and knowing that you're taking some of that out and you're putting back in minerals that are going to be helpful to to your fish, to your mm-hmm. plants. And that is the that is the most important in my mind. Yes. And like with my I have a lot of plants now and I do have a lot more guppies than anything else, but even doing those smaller water changes, that time when you add all that water back in, you're naturally kind of remineralizing all of your tank you're adding oxygen back into your tank you're adding all it might be a neutral playing field when it comes to ammonia nitrates and nitrites and ph and everything but it's really it's really helpful to make sure you do that because it's not just there's so much that goes into it (laughs) and it's just overall good i know some people in the past including myself i would wait way too long and i'm like well they look happy they're they're doing good but really they just were not i needed to water change more often i really did and i wish going back i knew so much more but i was so young i just didn't know what i did know well and your fish and your just to lightly touch on Mm -hmm. the ph thing your fish your plants that there's a lot that can go on there with that pH your your plants can take enough minerals and things out of the water mm-hmm. to affect your pH mm-hmm. so by doing that water change you're keeping that pH and by testing you're keeping that pH more at a stable level all the time for your fish so your mm-hmm. fish are going to be a lot happier that way yeah it's very true 
just to hit hit that one little pH point there that's mm-hmm. I mean us with the guppies, we like to keep the pH a little more to the <laughs> to to the alkalinity side, a little harder. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a little heavier, well, but we they, have they just enjoy natu- that yeah. water, and our water naturally, our tap water, mm-hmm. and we have tested it. It is very hard, and and we have a lot of calcium buildup. That's yes. that's our battle. So when we <laughs> do a water change and clean a tank, mm-hmm. our a razor blade is our friend. Yes, and I know, like going back, I just feel like I've made so many mistakes, and I've learned from them. But at the same time, I wish I knew more back in the day. But like, I don't even know how to start. Besides, just don't don't use the one gallon drinking water tubs. <laughs> There's a much easier way to do that than hauling one gallon drinking tubs at a time to refill your water but i know that there's different tools like pythons out on the market that really do help i just haven't personally used them i the only from not being able like not using them at all the only worry worry i would have is just making sure i didn't get sand that would suck it up and go down the drain but like i said i have not used them to even know if that's a problem and we'll go in here in a second on what we use now which is much helpful but if you can avoid carrying buckets it's really helpful and don't overclean when when i say water change now with the plants that i have i don't have to gravel vac I don't have to gravel vac everything out of the tank because the plants do break that down and use it. But if you don't have plants in your tank and you have a high bio load fish, you're probably going and should gravel vac more. But don't overclean. When we say water change, usually now I'll just put the aquarium siphon in the water and suck out the water and then... I'll put it into another trash can with a pump and I use it for our garden, which is, it's changed our gardens a lot. Like, wow. But you don't have to get, when you are doing water changes, and I'm sure there's a more eloquent eloquent way to say this, but you don't have to get every single piece of fish poop out of the tank. You don't have to get every single piece of algae out of the tank because you're not going to and you don't have to drain that tank all the way down to there's nothing left trying to clean every speck don't do that so really do test your water look into the nitrogen cycle know why we have bacteria listen to all kinds of different things and really know why that bacteria helps you what feeds it what what breaks down so you know how important it is not to strip everything out. And if you use tap water like I have in the past and you, I've ran out of water conditioner. I do water changes in the past in the middle of the night and I've, I didn't have water conditioner. Do I recommend using it? Yes. But if you don't have it and all you have is your buckets and you're filling them up like I did one gallon at a time, just set that water out for 24 hours yes 24 hours plus is what is recommended yes let it kind of gas out let that that chlorine that's in the water do not put that water in your tank while it's there but if you don't have water conditioner let it just set it aside and let it gas out and then use it the next day to fill up your tank the chlorine and the chloramines will Mm -hmm. in time 
evaporate out of the water. Mm-hmm. Once you've ran it out of your tap, you put it in a five-gallon bucket, mm-hmm. set it aside, as Science Gal said, set mm-hmm. it aside, let it sit there for over 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Then, by then, all of that will have, 99% of it will have evaporated and dissipated from the water. Mm-hmm. You can add it to the water. And because if you were to add that tap water directly into your tank that has been cycled, mm-hmm. and shameless plug, check out the other episode <laughs> on that because that talks about mm-hmm. more into why we dechlorinate water. Yeah, we go into more detail. But you pour that chlorinated water in there, you are doing nothing but killing your cycle. You're killing all of your beneficial bacteria. Yes. Because chlorine is put in your tap water to not grow bacteria so -hmm. that you can drink it safely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like I said, in years past, I would just, I would overclean my tank. I would rinse everything in the sink and put it right back in. And then I would fill up that sink water and dump it right into my fish aquarium. And did the fish all die every time? No. They didn't, but they were not, they were not thriving. <laughs> so just please don't do that. But now I have my system. Like I said, I've never used a Python. I know they come highly recommended, but I've never used one. But if that's, they hook up to your sink and then you can put the water, I believe you can, it's easy to take the water in and out of your tank. But now I have a 55 gallon trash can that I use for my clean water, and then I have another small trash can that I dump my old water in. And then each has a pump, and each has a garden hose that's only used for whatever. It's either the clean water or the bad water. And there's a, I don't know the valve at the end of it, but it's got something that I can turn it on and off. And there's, like I said, there's a pump in it. So I'll drain the water out into a bucket and then dump it into the dirty trash can for the dirty water and we pump that out to our garden and then the clean I'll I'll still let it sit overnight especially if I have the time and let it sit overnight I'll use some water conditioner and when you do use water conditioner use it by the instructions you don't want to use too much either and then I'll fill up the tanks that way and it's much easier than carrying all those buckets up and down the steps or between rooms and getting it all over the floor. <laughs> There's so many, so many spilled bu- dirty fish tank water buckets on carpet. And there's just, it's such an important part of the hobby. You can spend so much time getting to know your fish during this time. And it's really enjoyable. Don't treat it like a chore. It's a fun time, but there are easier ways. And I cannot express easier ways than ca- carrying those <laughs> one gallon drinking tubs at a time. And when you have a 55 or a 75 gallon tank, that takes a long time <laughs> to refill that. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I'm going to go with if you're brand new mm-hmm. to the aquarium hobby, you're going to have your normal aquarium siphon. Mm-hmm. You can get it any pet store. And that's still what we use to take the water out of mm-hmm. ours. That's that's the easiest mm-hmm. way. It is. For to, me. You can, again, going back to sucking up that big debris, you want to get that out of there. You It doesn't need mm-hmm. to decompose anymore. 
It'll clog your filter up. There's a whole laundry mm-hmm. list of problems it could create. Mm-hmm. You get that out of there, and then whatever other water you feel that you've tested that you need to take out that mm-hmm. amount up to that amount to do your water change. Mm-hmm. And then you can dump it outside, dump it however. Mm-hmm. And all you really need if you're just doing one tank and it's not a large tank is just mm-hmm. another five gallon bucket. Yeah. Fill it up, use your dechlorinator, mm-hmm. wait a little while, and then slowly pour it in. Mm-hmm. I've done it many, many times. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong, I really enjoy the trash can method because it's we, just we more can pleasant. let water set mm-hmm. and always have a little it's bit. It's on of, wheels. <laughs> always have a little bit of water on backup if uh-huh. we see something needs topped off or if mm-hmm. something is for going wrong, we can do an immediate water change. Mm-hmm. So, in that aspect, it's very handy. On a handyman side note for any mm-hmm. of those listening all i'm using as pumps in those is the actual sump pumps that you would use on a house yeah we got them at lowe's they're very helpful they're not anything huge they were the, one of the smaller sites but they work so great <laughs> yep you you put you uh-huh. buy a nice high dollar uh-huh. garden hose with a thick wall inside so it's mm-hmm. not leaching into your water and you just put an adjustable valve on the end of that garden hose, mm-hmm. and you can adjust the flow going into every one of your tanks once you plug your sump pump in, and you're pumping the water into your tank. You can adjust the flow so you're not disturbing your plants, your fish, depending on whether they like a lot of flow in their tank or mm-hmm. not. Yeah. It's, it is very, very handy. So I guess kind of just wrapping up a little bit, the purpose of your water changes and just kind of general terms is you're going to try and you want to t- remove those nitrates out of your tank. Nitrates, mm-hmm. debris, mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of other stuff in there. And my biggest reason that I would have to do an extra water change or I'd have a level spot, usually it came down to I was, and I'm still guilty of it i will overfeed from time to time and that's my for me personally and i'm sure a lot of newer fish keepers out there overfeeding is probably a huge factor for a spike in your in in one of your readings and if again if you're water changing and you're testing the way you're supposed to and you have that level remember that when you are water changing those nitrates are not going to completely come out. It's going to dilute down. And so you need to test to know if that was enough of a water change. That's really the only way you're going to know if you need to do more water changes, take out more water. Maybe you took out too much. Maybe it's it's down to all zero. And <laughs> you shouldn't have maybe done a 75% water change twice a week. That was just too much. So you really testing your water if especially if you're new during the beginning of your cycle and continuing testing through water changing maybe it takes a couple of times or every single time for a while the only way you're going to know is if you test while you water change cuz that that nitrate is going to go down like i said if it's like a 40 it might go down to a 30% 
and then you put your water in there and it's going to dilute. So that I hope that makes sense, but the only way that you can judge if you did more or you need or you did too much or you need to do more water changes with your tank is to test it and see what that reading is cuz you're not going to you're not unless you do a 100% water change you're still going to have some in there especially if you're overfeeding like I was like I was doing water changes but I was like well this isn't ever really going down so you need some to some in there is okay mm-hmm. yeah. Nitrate. I feel like somewhere around that twenty parts per million is Ni- where I nitrate gauge. Nitrate is mm-hmm. okay. You you just don't to want ex- too much. Yeah, of you it, don't obviously. want. But it can't with, still be. If you're harmful. using that master test kit, mm-hmm. it's going to tell you. It's, yeah, it's going to. And if you have the now, if you got the eye, the nitrite. Or the ammonia. Then you just need to do a water change. Now you're in. Now you're in a whole nother ball game. Uh-huh. You're going to be doing water changes, and that means you don't have enough beneficial bacteria that's doing its mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, that's true. But and there's there's a lot of different things that can pop up with an aquarium. There's there's a long list, and we'll probably get through them all eventually over time. But if I have a problem or I have a reading that I don't like, the first spot, the first stage, the first is water change. I start at water changing and then go down. But that's my first go-to if I see a problem or I, I have a high reading is start at water changing. Water changing helps. So many things. It's a good starting point if you have an issue or you're new and you're not really sure. Just just do a water change. Start small and work your way up. Test your water and see if you need to do more the next day. Especially if it's a smaller tank because it's hard to do a small water change on a small tank. It's real easy to take a lot of water. So Well, that's a whole mm-hmm. other subject. But a small, a very small tank, like a nano tank or a mm-hmm. micro tank, as they call them, it is so easy for the levels to get out of balance mm-hmm. because the volume of water. Mm-hmm. It's just when, so small. When you, when you have 55 gallons of water... You have a lot more room for error. Mm-hmm. Especially when, if you don't you have... All, when well, you only have two gallons of water, mm-hmm. two gallons of water, you could take the same parts per million of nitrate in that two gallons of water versus 55 gallons mm-hmm. of water is a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully... This helped explain water changes to you and why they are important because they are so important and they do help in so many different aspects of the tank when you have, like I said, something pop up. Just do a water change. Well, what's your top, let's go top three, top three real quick wrap up of your your water change keys. I got three. Well, you start first because I don't know what. My, my my top top three water change keys would just be any excess debris mm-hmm. test mm-hmm. and always make sure and use a dechlorinator. 
Yeah, that's all good. That's good advice. I just... If you have a high nitrate or any type of high reading, just do a water change. Learn, including me. I've been in fish keeping for a long time, and even I need to test my water more often. Don't just eyeball it and think it's okay. But, yes, a a five-gallon bucket is always your best friend during a water change. I like to aquarium vac. I... It's really easy to over aquarium vac and try to get all of the debris out. But mainly right now, since I do have shrimp, I the guppies don't have a high bio load and I have a lot of plants. So I just kind of spot clean it. But if I've overfed and something didn't get eaten, like if there's a veggie wafer or something, that's usually what I will spot clean when I aquarium vac now. I don't I don't worry about and it's really hard not to get it all out, but since the the tanks are so heavily planted, it, it having some of that debris on the bottom of the tank is kinda helpful. So it just depends on your tank. If you don't have plants in there and you have a re- like my pleco upstairs, yes, we do need to gravel vac that tank more often because it's such a heavy bioload fish. But the guppies, if I miss some here and there, I don't freak out like I used to. I just don't. But I guess the point when it comes down to it is test your water, see where your nitri- or nitrates lie. That will kind of help help you gauge where you need to go. Especially if they're reading high, then you need to do a water change and see, test it again. See if you need to do another one a day later. But if it's reading below, I don't know where I've read it somewhere. I've heard it somewhere, but somewhere around that 20 parts per million, you want it under that. That's kind of where I've always gauged when I do use my test strips. That's where I've, I gauge if I need to do more or less. And remember, it doesn't all come out of the water. It just dilutes down. So, yeah, I hope that that kind of helped you. (laughs) Well, for more on these subjects, stay tuned for more episodes. Uh It's been fun going down and talking these topics and learning together. Oh, absolutely. There's still so much to learn. I I have a better grasp on things than I've ever had in my life in my tanks, even though there's some spots here and there, especially with the algae that I could... But they're just overall so much more healthy and interactive and they everything just is so much better now that I, I've took the time to know. There's so many more little mm-hmm. topics that we're going to yes. keep diving into one episode mm-hmm. at a time. But, but if appreci- you'd like to check us out on Science Gal Aquatics, check out Carrie. Yes. Me. Awesome on YouTube. It's fun to have you here with us. Thank you so much. But yeah, always go check out Science Gal Aquatics on YouTube. You're always invited. <laughs> and leave us a comment. Let us know you're there. Yep. But and you can always catch us every Sunday, Sunday mm-hmm. on a live stream. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much. Thank and you until for listening. the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>